What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name is Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. It means the absolute world to me that you would choose to spend any of your time listening, so thank you so, so much. Honestly, I don't think I'll ever be able to say it enough, so thank you for being here. If you're new, this is a podcast where we talk about all things faith, family, music, movies, and just about everything in between. You can find me on Instagram at enjoythesass where you'll see all sorts of things from what's going on in my life, what's going on on the podcast, and probably so much coffee content that you'll be caffeinated just by watching my reels on Instagram. So head over there and check all of that out. It's obviously the best way to stay up to date with everything going on in my life and with the podcast. So head over to Instagram and check me out there. Give me a follow, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. Also, you can check out my website, enjoythesass.com for even more about each episode, pictures of my guests. I love to shout them out on there and links to where you can listen on some of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And while you're there, you could even send me an email, hosted enjoythesass.com, or there's a phone number where you can call me or text me or leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. And then the last thing I'll ask of you is if you head over to Apple Podcasts and give me a rating or review, it would mean so, so much. It's really one of the best ways that I can gauge what's going on with my listeners of the podcast. So head over to my Instagram or my website and then If you feel so inclined, give me a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a ton. And then, if you feel like it, you should share us with your friends. That's really fun, too. And make sure you tag me when you're sharing, because I love to see what you all come up with that's way more creative than what I do to share about the podcast. So tag me on Instagram if you're going to talk about the podcast, because I'd love to see it and repost it. It means a lot, really, truly. Thank you so much. All right, so without further... Well, you wouldn't believe what just happened. I dumped an entire cup of water all over the floor in my closet. So we're going to go clean that up and I'll be right back. Well, there's nothing like recording in your closet. Um, <laughs> I apologize to everyone for that loud noise and for the interruption of this episode. That's what happens when you do a lot of it yourself. <laughs> Um, there are things that happen and I also talk with my hands. So there's that. That's how the cup got knocked over. It's now empty and will not happen again. So let's get into the episode, shall we? All right, you guys, this episode, we are wrapping up 2021. Can you believe it? This is the last episode of 2021 season three. Enjoy the sass. I can't believe we've made it here, but I'm so happy that we're here and that you're on this journey with me. I can't believe we're going to be going into season four next year. I'm blown away, honestly, by the fact that I'm still doing this and that I'm still having as much fun doing it as I am. I can quite honestly say that very few things in my life have I enjoyed as much as making this podcast creatively. Um, Yes, it's a lot of work. Yes, there are times where it's very difficult. You've heard some of the vulnerabilities of that on this podcast. And also, to be quite honest, sitting here recording this, I have done so many takes of so many parts of this episode. Uh, But we're going to make it through and it's going to be great. 
I wanted to take some time on this episode to not only wrap up this season of the podcast, but also to wrap up my 28th year of life. By the time this episode comes out, I will be about two weeks from turning 29, my last year in my 20s. So I felt like this would be a good episode, not only to wrap up the podcast season, but to wrap up the 28th year of my life and this season of being in my 20s. While next year, hopefully we're still doing this and I get to wrap up my final year in my 20s by going into my 30s, this year felt like the time to kind of sit back and reflect on what my 20s, what my friends' 20s, what people who are long out and some who are just recently out of their 20s lives have been like. And so on Instagram, which if you're not following me there, like you heard at the beginning of the episode, go follow me on Instagram so you can take part in the podcast. I post a lot of questions and I do a lot of fun stuff to get um, feedback from you guys on there. So this time I posted just a generic question box um, and said, let's talk about your 20s. And I got some really awesome responses um, to that prompt just based on, I said, you know, maybe it's the best advice you got or advice for your younger self or what would you want to say to your high school grad, college grad self. Um, and I got some really, really awesome responses and I I want to talk about those and then I also want to chime in a few of my own little tidbits here and there. And then before we end the episode, we'll wrap up this season of the podcast as well because like I said, we're kind of roping it all into one to finish out this year strong. So to kind of start things off, um, I'm going to read some of my followers slash listeners responses to just let's talk about your 20s. Um, And I think if you're taking notes, these are some really awesome things to take notes on. I'll put a few in the show notes as well. So if you miss them, um, you can grab them from there. But this The first section is kind of just like advice or advice for your younger self. Um, And there's a few. So the first one is lower your expectations and boost your savings account. More than likely in your 20s, you're making more money than you have ever in your life because you're probably working a lot more and you have a few less expenses than you do later in life. So save, save, save. If my mom is listening, she's probably fist bumping in the air or doing something because she's always on me even now to save. And that's something that I have been hugely working on this year. So shout out to whoever said this. I should have written their names down um, for saying lower your expectations and boost your savings account. Huge, huge. The next one, I love this, is don't compare. Your timeline is perfect. I'm just going to leave it at that because that's so good. This one, they specifically said this to my younger self. Seriously, focus on you. Even if it's a little at a time, save money, work out, and pray. Love that. Simple, but so important. All of those things. Here we have it again. Save money, you guys. Boost your savings account now. Huge. Another one their best advice that they ever received was, your thoughts aren't who you are. I'll just, again, we're just going to leave these because that's super powerful as well. 
another one to my younger self. Be you and love you in every way God made you. I love that. Love that. Some more advice. And this is kind of a funny one. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. I've probably heard my parents say that as well. And it's probably very true. So take that as you will. Some more advice. Have faith always. People can change. The next one says, go with it and accept every joy that comes. I love that as well. This one says that their dad told them at 18, if you aren't happy, it's not the end. This will pass. Pretty sure that's in the Bible somewhere. So take that. Go read that verse, that scripture, because that's a good one. The next one says, take career risks to find your passion and travel often. Love that. And then the final one for this section says, life and opportunities open up when you quit being your own roadblock. That is huge. So one of the reasons that I started thinking about having a conversation about being in your 20s or what being in your 20s is like is because I was having conversations with my friends about where we are in our lives and I started to realize that we don't all have it figured out, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, but somehow we think that that's a bad thing. Um, And so that idea that, okay, maybe we're just doing what we can to get through, but doing the best that we can is okay. Um, and that leads me to somebody else in one of the question boxes. I did a few. They said that your 20s are meant for you to find yourself. It's okay and natural to not have it all figured out. And I just thought, you know, that's so true. I think that we get so focused because in school, um, especially in high school when it's like, okay, the next step is college. And then after college, it's a job. And then after a job, you get married and you have kids and you go through these these steps that are very natural and normal steps that most people go through, but they don't always look the same. Um, we get focused on the idea that we have to be on the same path, the same journey that looks like a textbook, but that's not necessarily the case. My journey doesn't look quite the same as my best friend or my even my parents. They have a different journey to get to where they are today than I have had so far to get to where I am when they were my age, you know? Um, so it's okay sometimes that it doesn't look the right way or it doesn't look like what you think that it's supposed to look like. And my friend Jacqueline, she was kind of one of the ones that I started having these conversations with. Um, I just literally direct copied from our DMs uh, something that she said. Um, and it said, she said, and it's exactly right. She said, I feel like movies have romanticized your 20s. You land your dream job, you find the man, etc., etc., etc. When I feel like you don't even know who you fully are or what you want in your 20s. And she said, I just ended up feeling like a basket case because I don't feel like I have it all together yet. And I said, I feel the exact same way because if you would have told me 10 years ago when I was graduating from high school 
that I would be working in a job that I also worked when I was in high school or roughly, you know, right after I graduated from high school, I would not have believed you. The trajectory of my life that I had planned out when I was 18 years old going to go to college looks nothing like what my trajectory has been. But I can either choose to look at that as a failure or I can choose to look at that as, okay, it's just a different path. But look where I am and look at how much I've done and what I've accomplished because the path doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. And then be okay in that. Um, I think that if you choose to look at your life as a series of points on a path that are straight and honestly narrow, you miss out on all of the curves that come your way as you're going. And so probably my biggest advice to anyone who is approaching their 20s or in their 20s now is to stop and and smell the roses. To be honest, um, it goes back to some advice that I think I've talked about on here. My parents used to tell us as kids that we were just along for the ride. Someone asked me, I got to speak at a, at a women's event at my church, and they asked what the best advice that we'd ever been given was. And I gave that as my advice because I have to remember that, honestly, I'm just here along for the ride And I have to enjoy the process and enjoy the small moments. It's not always about the next deadline or it's not always about the next thing. It's like as I'm looking at being 29 and saying, okay, next year I'm going to be 30. And that's a big number if you let it be a big number. It's a big looming thing if you let it be a looming thing. 30 is no different than 29 except that I've gone around the sun, you know, a year longer, right? So what I'm doing now doesn't have to mean that I'm doing less than I should or more than I should or anything other than what I should be doing at 28, almost 29 years old, because it looks different for everyone. So who's to tell me what it's supposed to look like for me? except for me. And that's the second part of my conversation with Jacqueline was that we put such high expectations on ourselves to be a certain way. Not only are we seeing in the movies or on TV or in books what we think we should be achieving, we're putting that on ourselves as well. So we have to sit back and realize, okay, are my expectations for me really feasible for where I'm at in my life. If I were to say right now, I want to go out and do XYZ thing, but because of where I'm at in my life, whether that's financially or whether that's career-wise, not attainable, that's an unfair expectation that I'm putting on myself just because I think that that's where I should be at 30 or at 28, or at 29, whatever the case may be for you, or 22, you know, it really, it doesn't matter what age you are. It just, you have to sit back and recognize that it's all about balance. At the end of the day, your journey is going to look different than mine, 
than the person sitting next to you, than the person that you think, oh man, they've got it all together. Guaranteed if you sat down and talked with them, they would look at you the same way and think you've got it all together because your journey to get where you are, wherever that is, looks different than theirs, but they don't see all of the curves and bumps along the way. They just see that you know, where you were 10 years ago, for instance, when I was in, I went to my high school reunion, um, my tenure a couple of weeks ago, and people just see where I'm at now, you know, working in Marble Falls for my family business and having a podcast and doing a lot with my church. They see all of that stuff, but they don't see what it took me to get here. You know, all of the years of hard work to get to this podcast and the years of hard work to get to where I've, I'm pretty decent at my job, you know, and to get out of debt, all of the struggles with that, you know, all of these things that I have achieved up to this point that I really, truly can be so proud of, but choose to look at as just like little stepping stones sometimes. They don't see all of the stuff behind the scenes in your life, just like they don't in mine. And so, we have to sit back and realize the balance that comes with lowering your expectations of yourself to a, a level that's attainable for you in the moments that you're in. That's important. And I don't want this to feel like I'm just sitting here telling you all of these things like I'm not also telling them to myself because I am. I have set some very high expectations for myself and guaranteed I have not met them because they were too high, first of all, and second of all, they weren't attainable for the time in my life that I'm in or was in. So one of the things going into this next year that I really want to focus on is shifting my expectations and also cutting myself some slack, making like putting into perspective where I'm at in my life, what I've accomplished, and being okay with where I'm at. I think that we get so focused on end goals that we forget the little things in the middle. Um, And so I really want to focus over this next year and going forward forever, really, but especially looking towards a new year, I want to focus on enjoying and embracing the little things and the little accomplishments that make up the big goals. Because I'm not going to get to the big goals without the little ones. And how do you do that? You have balance. So that's the final thing before I wrap up this conversation on being in your 20s um, that I wanted to discuss. So my friend Rachel, she commented on one of my question boxes about being in your 20s and she said some really great stuff. So I'm just going to read that to you as a way to talk about balance really quickly. She said, I started writing down my intentions or to-do list for the day and it helps me balance my time, especially working from home. Even scheduling out free time to read or draw or do whatever it is I love has helped me bring back excitement into my life. Writing it out as a goal or intention has helped me to make things happen, even if it's just scheduling an hour to do an adult coloring book. And I love I love the idea, and it's something that I want to get better at, is writing out 
my to-do lists and scheduling my time. I think I get so tied to my like iPhone calendar that I get too hyper-focused on what's going on each day without actually thinking about what's going on each day, if that makes sense. Probably not to anyone else but to me. But I love the idea of sitting down and writing out my goals or my to-dos or things that I just want to get done, Um, even if it's not like a day-to-day thing. Maybe it's like for the week or for the month or since we are going into a new year, maybe it's writing out the things that I want to accomplish for the year like really big goals. But again, remember, we're working on attainable self-expectations. So putting those goals in writing and also scheduling my time is a huge thing. And I love that she said that because I tend to overschedule myself if I am not being careful or paying attention because I'll just say yes to everything. And then I'll realize, oh my goodness, I'm really tired or I'm really burnt out and I really don't want to do XYZ thing, but I already committed. So can I back out of it or is it something I'm just going to have to power through, you know? So being super intentional about scheduling my time is, is an awesome thing. And I'm grateful to see it in writing from one of my friends because it really is something that I want to set a goal to be more mindful of my time next year. It's something, I think I said it, but it's something I've talked to my mom about. Um, I'm terrible at resting and taking breaks and having balance in my life because like I said, I like to say yes. I'm terrible at saying no. It's something that I've been working on um, and I'm getting better, but it's still an ongoing process of getting better at it. So that idea of setting intention, writing out your goals and on a literal piece of paper, if you have to, to make the time for even the things that you love to do. Like, for instance, this podcast. I have to put it into my mind and into my calendar, almost quite literally, in order to sit down and record an episode. I had to say, I'm blocking out this time because I need to record. So I'm here doing it. Now, Next year, the plan is to do much better at that and to have specific scheduled days because I'm going to be intentional about it. And I think that that's the hugest thing. Um, We get so wrapped up, especially as young adults, because we have so much extra time, quote, extra, that, you know, maybe our married friends or our parents or people who have other obligations aside from just themselves don't have, um, that we tend to fill it up with all the things. And then we lose ourselves in the process, right? So we have to make sure that we're finding a balance between helping everyone else, taking care of everyone else, and taking care of ourselves. Because if we don't have that, then we really aren't doing the best that we can to help and take care of other people. Because you've got to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. That's why they tell you to Put the oxygen mask on yourself before you help the ones around you, right? So to wrap up this whole conversation about being in your 20s, what it's like to process being in your 20s, guys, we're all in it together. If you're not in your 20s yet, it's okay. It's going to be okay. 
it's hard, just like every other phase of your life, but this is the one that's relevant to me right now, so that's why I'm talking about it. But if you're in your 20s, we're in this together at least for another year, (laughs) another year in a couple weeks, and then I'll be on into that 30s gang. But it's all a part of the process of being a human and being an adult and learning and growing. And it's a beautiful process. It's hard. It's messy. It doesn't always look like what you think it's going to look like, but that's okay. And I think it's important to recognize that you don't have to have it all figured out yet. Just the next step. All right, guys, we've come to the time in the episode where we're going to wrap up this year, this season of the podcast, and look forward. So to wrap things up, I thought it would be fun. Someone asked me on my Instagram in one of my question boxes a few of my favorite things, and I thought I would incorporate those into like my favorite things from this year as well. Um and kind of just take it from there. So they asked first what my favorite TV show was. So it's hard to think back all the way to the beginning of 2021, but I think the show that probably stands out to me as a favorite that I discovered after many people told me I should watch it and then love and am obsessed with is Schitt's Creek. So if you need something lighthearted and funny, I definitely recommend Schitt's Creek you will not be disappointed. If you are a young listener, check with your parents before you watch it. As I'm thinking back on other shows that I have loved this year, I can't believe I forgot these two. Um, They're both Apple TV Plus shows. The first, obviously, is Ted Lasso. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, please do. It's so good. It's so good. It's just, it will make you happy. It will make you smile. It's hilarious please watch it. The second one is Central Park. It's a animated musical comedy show. It's a hard sell, but when you watch it, you'll understand. It's so funny and it has a fantastic cast. So I will recommend those as well. Again, Apple TV Plus on those. Schitt's Creek is on Netflix right now, so you can go check it out there. Um, Obviously, Marvel TV shows came out this year. Loki was the best one. And we can talk about that more in the DMs. My favorite, speaking of Marvel, my favorite Marvel movie was another thing that she asked. While none of my favorite Marvel movies came out in 2021, I have enjoyed the movies that came out this year. Shang-Chi, probably my favorite of the ones that came out. Though, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out after this episode is released, so... It is to be determined on that one. But my favorite Marvel movies, I think I've probably said this before, but it's worth restating here. Black Panther, obviously, and Thor Ragnarok. Those are my top two, I think. Um, I love all of them, but those are my top two. And then this last question, which I love, um, she said, what's your favorite comfort movie? And I have two. Well, technically like five because, or four, um, because one of them is a series. Uh, The first one, which is my favorite movie, you all know, is That Thing You Do. Don't come after me. It's goofy. It's just, it's a comfort movie for that exact reason. Um, But my other one I wrote down is 
Lord of the Rings. I literally was watching Lord of the Rings the other day just because I didn't want to choose something else. And it's just a great fallback. Return of the King's my favorite movie. Again, don't come at me for my opinions. They're my opinions. And you can keep yours. Thank you. Enjoy the sass. All right. Next thing I decided. um, I read a lot more books this year. Shout out to Libby, the app. Um, Get a library card and you can have Libby. This is not sponsored. My two favorite books that I read this year, actually I have three, are The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. So good. So good. I did not know where it was going the entire time I was reading it and I have not read a book like that in a long time. So I really loved that. The other one is Project Hail Mary. I've talked about that one before on here um, by Andy Weir, the author of The Martian, which I also listened to this year, which was fantastic. But Project Hail Mary was so good. I recommend it to everyone now. I sent it to my dad and he listened to it like in a day and then I think a week later <laughs> re-listened to it because it's just that good. Um, and then the third book is just a cutesy romantic comedy of a book um, and it's called One to Watch. I cannot remember the author's name at the moment, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, if you want a lighthearted, cutesy book um, and you like The Bachelor slash Bachelorette, it's a good one. I definitely would recommend it. Next thing, she didn't ask this, but I'm including it, my favorite podcasts from this year. I listened to a lot of podcasts this year, you guys. 90% of my podcast listening came from the podcast. And then I also was super into Armchair Expert with Jack Shepard. Um, and then I was listening to a lot of Voo Church and Passion Daily and The Porch as well. Those podcasts um, kind of carried me in 2021. I like the interview style of Armchair. I like the pop culture comedy aspect of the podcast and then I love to listen to sermons um and learn from those. So that's some of my favorite stuff from 2021. I would love to hear your top things, movies, TV shows, comfort movies, podcast books, all the stuff that you were loving in 2021. Maybe there's something that you caught that I missed or that I caught that you missed. So hit me up in the comments. I'd love to hear from you. You guys, this is it. This is the end of our last episode of 2021, season three, Enjoy the Sass. I can't believe it. I can't believe we've made it. I can't get out of this episode without saying a huge thank you to each and every guest that I had this season, all of the amazing women, because it was all women this season, who shared their passions and their thoughts and ideas with you guys and with me and spent time, countless hours, just going through recording and prepping and being amazing and doing this podcast. I just am honestly so blown away and it means the absolute world to me. So thank you to each and every guest this season and previous and those to come because you already know we've got some amazing ones that I'm already starting to line up and write down and be intentional and prepare for in 2022. So be sure you stay tuned. Thank you to every single guest. Y'all are true, true MVPs. And I'm so grateful. The other MVPs, you're all MVPs in my book. 
every single person who listens to this podcast. I wish that I could give you a hug and say thank you in person, but over the airways we'll have to do for now. One day, maybe I'll get to meet some of you who I've never met, and that'd be so cool. So stay tuned, because hopefully we can do that in the future. But thank you so much for listening, for supporting, for engaging with content, for commenting on my posts and sharing and liking and reviewing and just everything that you do to make this podcast continue and to be great, because it really is nothing without all of you listening. So thank you so, so much. It truly means the world to me. Truly, truly. To my mom and dad, they're the biggest supporters that I have, and I'm so grateful. Y'all, 2022, my mom's going to come on the podcast. I don't think you're ready. I really don't. I think that everyone's going to be blown away because she's incredible, and I can't wait to have her on. So stay tuned for that. I love you, mom and dad. Thank you so much for your endless support of me and for listening to my podcast because, wow. I'm so grateful. The other huge shout out is obviously to my podcast partners, Josh and Allie Olson. Josh makes me sound so much better than I ever could myself. And for that, I'm so grateful. And honestly, you all should be too, because this podcast would not sound like it does if I were in charge of making it sound this way. So huge shout out to Josh. He also composed my music that you hear and y'all get ready. We're getting new music in 2022. He said he wanted to level it up. So I can't wait to hear the final cuts. I've heard some of the drafts and they're really good. So you better stay tuned because it's going to be awesome. Allie is the reason why Enjoy the Sass colors are so amazing. She started the whole process. Also, if you were a part of my third birthday giveaway slash have bought any of my merch. It's because of Allie. She is the reason that the third birthday celebration went so well. It was all her idea. She's amazing and helps me so much. She also listens to the episodes and makes sure that um, I don't sound like a complete goober and also that there aren't any mistakes that Josh or I might have missed because believe me, I miss things all the time. So I love them both. I'm so, so grateful for them. And then last but certainly not least, of course, my amazing logo. Thanks to the colors that Allie selected for me way back in the day. Designed by my super cool, way too like professional to even know who I am friend Ashley Ulmer, who has been on the podcast, by the way, and now has her own podcast and is absolutely crushing it. She designed my logo and it's the logo of my dreams and is on all my merch that you have seen that I excessively post about because I love it so much. Ashley, my podcast game was leveled up because of you. So thank you so much. All right, guys, that's a wrap on 2021 season three of Enjoy the Sass. I hope you've had a blast this year with me on the podcast because I know that I have. We had amazing guests and we launched merch and we got a new logo. So many things happened this year that I'm so, so grateful for. And I can't wait for all that's in store for 2022. We've got more guests coming. We're going to have new music on the podcast. We've got hopefully some more merch and you already know we're throwing in some more sass always. So I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Enjoy the time with your friends and family. Eat all the yummy food and drink so much coffee. 
Until next time, guys, enjoy the sass. Love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs>